Hey, what's going on, everyone? This episode, we have an amazing guest, Callie Braithwaite. This is the episode you definitely want to listen to if you're full of shit and excuses and why you can't invest remotely. So Callie's out, works out in remote Alberta, out in the oil sands, has 17 doors in Ontario. He's gone two weeks of the month and he's still crushing it on his real estate ventures to achieve his financial freedom. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on everyone? I hope you guys are doing well. I'm excited today because we have <laughs> just an awesome dude here. His name is Kelly Braithwaite and a lot of his story is going to resonate with a lot of you guys and the how-tos and how do you do real estate, especially if you're working full-time, remote and that kind of stuff, which we'll dive into. Um, but how this came about, this podcast was actually, if you guys know me, I'm very spontaneous and that's how I live life. It's, it's not planned and calculated. It's, you know, essentially ready, fire, and then aiming. So just like my kids in the bathroom. <laughs> so in, 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 in retrospect, I was talking to Callie yesterday and we were talking about the really about growth and growth comes from being uncomfortable. Um, and we were talking about this, you know, trying to be uncomfortable and Callie mentioned, you know, his struggle with that. And I said, well, fuck, let's just do a podcast together. And he goes, what? Seriously? I'm like, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. And here we are today. So Callie, hope you're feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm doing all right so far. How's it going, man? It's going amazing, man. Uh, so Callie is actually out in, uh, at his full-time job, I guess you could say. So Callie is an oil gas um, uh, pipe fitter. Um, and he's out in remote Alberta. So up in the boonies, up in the oil and gas swampland, as they say, in northern Alberta. I know that because I've been there many, many, many times. Um, and uh, so he's all the way out there. You know, he has to go and travel, live in these camps. And yet he's crushing it with real estate and owns, you know, has over 17 doors in Ontario. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Hey, um... <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for the intro. That's, that's awesome. You, you, you hit one chord, you know, with the, the whole comfort and the growth. Um, you're totally right. Like, I think that what I've realized is that you have to, in order to grow, you have to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You have to put yourself in situations that force you to figure out how to get out of how to how to maneuver how to how to um uh how to move forward and 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 by me um being in northern alberta half of the time and being at home the other half and still working on the real estate it's definitely something that has made me become a stronger person because it's forced me to figure ways that i can spend more time at home because the end goal is spending more time at home Mm -hmm. So the friction is being here. Uh, I like what I do. I like my job, but I definitely enjoy spending more time with the family. And I think that it's, it's a possibility and it's a possibility that I'd like to, you know, in the near future, make my reality. Mm -hmm. No, that's amazing, Callie. I mean, you know, Callie, we first met, I want to say a couple months ago 
And I joke with Callie because Callie is my sunshine. You want some happiness in her life, you just have to look for Callie. He's always smiling, joking, laughing, and so forth. And just, just full of energy. And um, the timing of this, of, of this episode couldn't come at a better time for me personally on, on, a, on a selfish manner. Um, and it was, um, you know, as, uh, as you know, I mean, I'm off work right now. I'm on a leave, it was a uh, stress leave and all the other stuff. And it just was a very toxic environment. And, you know, I had this conversation just yesterday and I was um, essentially handed the red pill and the blue pill. Okay, so that's from the Matrix uh, when Morpheus gives Neo the uh, the blue pill, which is, hey, just take the blue pill. This is a reality. Don't worry about it. Or you can take the red pill, and you can. And it's it's going to take you down a rabbit hole. You're going to find the truth, but it's not going to be easy. And a lot of us on our on our journey, when we're on this, uh, you know, mindset journey or personal growth journey. Uh, we are given that choice between the blue pill or the red pill. We can take that blue pill and just say, hey, it is what it is. Uh, or we can actually start really tapping into our, ourselves, tapping into our souls, tapping into our subconscious mind and finding, finding answers. Um, so as this journey progresses, I'm finding that the universe is sending these pendulums towards me. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? And yesterday was, I was handed a, a huge test. And um, the huge test was, is I was told that my content, uh, you know, the way my content is, um, and, you know, the question was, is should I be shutting down all my content? Should I be shutting down my podcast? Should I be shutting down uh, my, my YouTube channel? Um, because of some scarcity around, in, around, around me, but not my, me myself. And, you know, and we'll it, yeah, well, hey, and this was, this was the thing, right? Like, this is, I mean, I've been, I've been handed many seven twos and yesterday I was handed a fucking seven two, right? Handed a seven two hand and we'll talk about that. And actually maybe this is a good point of talking about a seven two is because a seven two is the worst possible hand in poker. And in poker, you get a seven two, statistically speaking, you're going to lose. So chances are, or most likelihood, your strategy is going to be to fold that hand. So. I was given the blue pill yesterday to fold my hand and essentially off the 7-2, off Mark Smith. And I took a step back, collected myself, and it was like, fuck you, universe. Fuck you. This is another test. I'm not fucking taking that blue pill. You can take that and stick it up your ass, you know? And I just said, hey, if this is... If the reality around around others is that because when you're on a growth journey and you're finding answers, people around you that don't get it and they're still in that scarcity mindset, they don't like that, and it's a it's it's more a reflection of themselves, not a reflection of you having the balls to 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 go down this path. So when you came on, you said you got this glow to you, and it was like because I got this energy again because. When I, I suffer from panic attacks, right? And I think I've shared this with you. Um, and um, these panic attacks, I know the triggers. Uh, the triggers really come from two areas. The triggers come from either my, my toxic work uh, space um, or my, my past relationship. And it's like, I can feel them coming. And, and the thing is, it's like, I call it the hand of the devil because I feel these, I feel five fingers actually come on my back and it's warm. And as it comes, hits my, my neck, it's like warmer, hot, 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 and I just feel it come over me. Pretty fucking scary shit, but that's the feeling I go through. 
And that's what was happening with me yesterday, thinking, hey, I got to make a decision. I got to do something here. And what inspired me to say no fucking way was people like yourself, Callie, who are willing to get uncomfortable. It's the comments I get on, on YouTube. It's the comments I get on my podcast. It's the comments I get on Facebook, on Instagram, text messaging from people from all walks of life that I've never met before and saying, this is inspirational. This is exactly what we need. And I, you know, and so I sat there and I'm thinking, I can either be a bitch, climb into that hole again and say, screw it, or look at how many other people I'm letting down. There's a, there's a lot of people like, you know, and I'm speaking the truth here. There's a, there's a lot of people that uh, really admire the value that you bring to their journey, you know, um, just from the short period that we've known each other. So let's say 2020, Mm -hmm. 2020, but I don't think we actually spoke until maybe March or April. I don't even, I don't remember. Right. Mm -hmm. But just from, you know, communicating with you, socializing with you, watching your growth, watching your development and, and feeling the energy that you, um, that you give through these podcasts, through whatever avenue you're choosing to communicate with people, there's a, there's a sense of genuine uh, uh, intent. And, and I feel like myself and a lot of others, it, it, it gives, it, there's like a, you add, you bring value to, to whatever it is we're doing. You're, you make it comfortable for people to approach you uh, people feel warm, fuzzy around you. You know, you have that, uh, that those characteristics, that, that personality that uh, if someone is down, you'll, you'll crack a joke and, and it'll bring them up, right? It'll put them, it'll take them out of that, that, that lack of confidence space and, 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 and turn into, you know, like I, I've listened actually the last couple of days, I was listening to some of your podcasts and a lot of the people that you had on your podcast were, are in this growth phase and they're 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 becoming people that they might not have even known that they've become and a lot of that is because of because of what how you've been involved in in their journey right so by you saying that you know what hey, i'm thinking about shutting down the seven two and it's like what are you talking about <laughs> not not to not to discredit or, or to you know not say that how you feel is insignificant, but you can't, man. I mean, there's so much more. You, you've what you've created is 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 so much more than just you now. Now there's there's people, you know, looking out, looking looking towards hearing what you have to say next. What what's Mark Smith up to? You know, who's he going to have on the show next? How's he going to encourage me? How's he going to encourage this other person that I know? So I mean, you mentioned something earlier about you know, screw in the, screw in the universe, saying screw, screw off the universe. You ever think of, instead of saying that, just embracing that negative experience? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I talk, I, I talk all tough guy and, and, I, and I'm real softy, man. And absolutely. I mean, the universe is here and the universe is going to throw us these pendulums. They're going to throw us these, these tests and it's what you do with it. So the universe let me rephrase that is the test itself can go fuck itself. <laughs> and, 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 uh, 
And the thing is, so it, it just, this was, this moment yesterday, July 20th, was a day I'll never forget because it was like, you know, you, you, when you go on this journey, you, you have these bumps, right? And you always want to stay humble. And then you reach a point like, oh, I'm feeling pretty good and this kind of stuff. And all of a sudden, something like this happened. And it's a great reminder is like, hey, growth, like it's, it's going to be like this. It's like when you climb Everest, for example, not that I ever have, not that I ever want to, but right. you know, you're going to have to go through some peaks and valleys, but ultimately the altitude is going to be high. And this is just one of them. I mean, I had this and it was a, a, a great test for my mental fortitude because the, and it was so close. It was so close. And I was like, wow. And I came downstairs after this conversation look at my children i'm like what type of example am i setting for my children ah uh, right yeah be what you want to be do what you want to do and then it's like no i have to handcuff myself so anyways i mean i'm supposed to be interviewing here here but uh, the thing is is i wanted to share this with you is because keep it real man keep it real keeping it real and you know what i used to be a firm believer of coincidence before but i'm not i'm not doing it i mean things happen like yesterday we had this conversation, let's talk, okay, you wanna, let, let's get uncomfortable, get you on the podcast, um, you come on, and uh, now we're having this conversation. And as much as I love everyone else, um, I'm happy that I'm having this one-on-one this -on -one conversation with you about this that we're gonna share with the world. Yeah, no, cool, man. I mean, as far as being humble, this is such, let's just touch on that for a second. Absolutely. You know, your, your trajectory the, the, the way that you're going right now is so fast up. At least it looks like that from the outside, right? That being humble requires these moments where you fall down, but you're still able to look up. Mm -hmm. And like Les Brown says, if you, if you can look up, you can get up, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that it's like, not to say that you should look forward to those things, but sometimes in life, I, I, I expect, I anticipate those moments. I anticipate those moments because I know it's just part of, like, I can't have all, it all good. It can't always be good. You yeah. got to have some, you know, you can't have the negative with the positive. You can't have the yin without the yang. So that was your, your yang or your yin. I'm not sure which one is the positive one, but yeah. you needed that. You needed that so that you can appreciate, you can take a, take a second to appreciate where it is you're going, what it is you've done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get so caught up in what we're doing that we need someone else to let us know where we're at. Mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? Someone else to force us to take a step back and be like, holy jeez, let me just, what's going on here? Okay, yeah. what was I doing three months ago or four months ago or a week ago or a year ago, right? Yeah. That's the type of person. So whoever you had this problem with, someone from your past they're always going to you're never going to forget them they're, they're always going to be there if they if they're gone someone else is going to replace them or something 100%. else 100 we need that we need that to keep us pushing right I, I love that i love that because you know i'm uh which book am i is it yeah i mean i got so many books and they're going audibles uh, limitless and by uh by jim quick phenomenal book just phenomenal highly recommend a lot of good things about it yeah, and, uh, and he talks about this, is that every superhero needs a villain, and every villain needs a superhero. Right. 100%. You know, and uh, it, it's, it's so true. So, no, I appreciate this, man. I'm happy to be able to share it with you and then let the whole world know, you know. So, um, 
I mean, let's let's talk about your personal development journey. I mean, you know, I, I talk a lot about it. Um, you know, I, I referenced. I mean, it's just it's just this untapped universe that's infinite. Hundred percent. So, I've, I'm <clears throat> I, I like to always focus on the glasses half full, but I find it very easy to not do that naturally. So mm-hmm. there's like a reminder, a constant reminder, like, hey, change what you said or change how you're thinking, change it in a way to uh, become the type of person that you want to become, which is a better person. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, in my, like, I don't, I don't know the answer as to why we're here. You know, what our existence is. I want to get too deep here, but. <laughs> no, get deep, that's fine. So, so what I try to do, Mark, what I do is I, I believe that if we focus on growing, focus on becoming, you know, a better person, focus on um, helping others, focus on, you know, being a great father, a great husband, a great partner, a great coworker, a great leader, a great student, focus on just being great, you know, and focus on wanting to learn and, and, and focus on making yourself vulnerable like, like this. I mean, this is live, uncut, unedited. Um, for me, this is the joy. This is the joy of life. Like I'm so grateful. I'm so, so thankful every day that I'm able to wake up. I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful every day that I'm able to have great conversations. People like yourself, the one we're having right now, you know, the family that I have, the wife that I have, my experiences, good or bad. And I'm learning after, like, so this year, just like yourself, I decided to invest in myself and get some mentorship, get some coaching on the real estate path. And what I'm realizing is that since I've invested in myself, at first, it took me a while to see the results. I, had, I started to question, oh man, is this like, you know, it's like schoolwork, right? Because I hired a coach. Mm-hmm. I hired a coach before I joined the same mastermind that you and I are part of. And I felt like, ah, what, am I, what am I doing here? Is this, gonna, mm-hmm. is this what it takes to get to, get to where I want to get to? Mm-hmm. And then as I continued on the journey and continued talking to other people, it forced me to elevate my, my mindset. It forced me to have different conversations with people. And it forced me to to learn things that I wouldn't have learned unless I invested in myself. So because I've invested in myself, I'm every day, it's like I'm compounding the growth, right? I'm, I, three weeks ago, I felt so excited about what I've, what I, who I've become, what I've learned. And now I look back at three weeks ago, I'm like, man, I'm, I've, I've grown since then even. Like it, and, I can, and it's measurable. It's measurable growth, right? So I'm really excited um, just to see, you know, like going forward, what tomorrow will bring, what a month from now, a year from now. It's funny, sometimes I talk to people who quite often talk about the lottery, you know, and wanting to win the lottery and so on and so forth. And I always... I joke recently, actually, I had a a shift in my mindset because I used to be one of those people, you know, buying lottery tickets every now and then. And I think the most, the funnest part about the ticket was just that you spend that $5 and it 
it's like you have that fantasy of what if, right? You know, mm-hmm. the conversation you have with your buddies, what if, what if. Mm-hmm. But what I realized is that when I looked at my life and I looked at the life of, you know, a lot of people who I know, especially being here in Canada, for so many reasons, so many reasons I can mention, we've already won the lottery. Mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't need the, you know what I mean? We, we've already won the lottery. So now it's just about enjoying the journey, like try something, do something, read, learn, develop, grow, help others, get outside the house, go take mm-hmm. a walk, go smell the, you know, trees, the plants, mm-hmm. whatever it is, just, just live. So right now that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to live, man. Mm-hmm. Make some money along the way. Yeah. Help other people make some money along the way, right? If everybody Absolutely. can win, it's yeah. all about a win-win-win, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I mean, and this is, this is brings me to my next question then for you, which is, I mean, you're out in remote Alberta in a camp, um, away from family. Um, I've been in the, I've been in that environment up in Northern Alberta. Um, you know, I never worked as a, with all due respect, a rig pick. Um, but I was out there, you know, and, uh, meeting people and so forth. The psyche out there in these camps, it's, 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 it's a hard life. It's a very hard life. Um, how do you get the mental fortitude to be away from family, away from your real estate, surrounded by no dreams or I should say dreams, but you know, you don't see as much of the ambition and it's just the grind, the grind, the grind in and out like clockwork. Right. So a lot of people have a, 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 like there's a big misinterpretation of this industry, or at least maybe where I work specifically. There, there are, there are a lot of really intelligent, really good people who, who have aspirations. What happens though, with them and the same as with myself is that a lot of us end up out here chasing the dollar and we have a short-term goal or a short-term plan. I'm going to go there for a year, make a bunch of money, buy a property or go there for a couple of years, make a bunch of money, pay off my mortgage and leave. But what ends up happening is that <laughs> it's like golden handcuffs, right? You come out here, you, are making decent money, but then you get a promotion. So now you're making a little bit more than what you were making when you first came out and what you were happy with at first. And you're able to live off very comfortably, but now you, you make a little more. And they give you just enough time off that when you're off, you can enjoy the money that you made and the time and relax and not have to worry about any homework or any you know planning for any presentations or, you know, board meetings, anything like that. You just kind of live in your life free willy. But then you have to come back and you got to do it again. And you get into this cycle where eventually you forget what your original goal or purpose was. And you get used to the easy way. But really, I mean, if, if, if I go back to what I was saying before about trying to live and enjoy and and, and experience things right now I'm living someone else's dream right I believe that I owe it to myself 
to do something um, that I want to do, that I that I feel I can be very very successful in. So when I first came out here, my goal, just like everybody else, was to make a lot of money, invest in real estate, make a lot of money, invest in real estate, and that's what I did, right? So I came out here. It was easier for me because I had a purpose. My purpose was take what I make here, go back home and build something, build a portfolio, invest in real estate. Because I always believed that real estate was going to be the answer to my financial freedom. And so far, it's doing a lot for me. I'll take it back again to the whole coaching and mentorship. The reason why I invested in myself this year is because after 10 years of investing in real estate and not investing in myself, I got stuck. I plateaued and I realized something's got to change. I got to do something different. And I was on a call. Um, ben Humble was, was, was giving some, dropping some knowledge and he said something so simple. He's like, you know, if you want people to invest in you or you want to invest in a hundred thousand dollar property, whatever it is, how can you, feel good investing in a $100,000 home when you can't invest $50, $60, whatever it is, $100 in yourself. And it's so simple. It makes so much sense. But when I heard that, I said to myself, because it was at the right time. I was already, you know, looking for, looking for something more. And that, that, that was said. And I said to myself, I was like, wow, it's so easy just to invest in myself. How come I'm not doing this already? I owe it to myself. Why not? Why would, if I owe it to anybody, it's me. I, I owe it. I owe it to myself. I have to do it. So I did it, and, and, and here we are, right? Well, it's like uh, Tony Robbins says, success without fulfillment is failure. And it's about that fulfillment. So let me ask you a question. Now, you know, a lot of people, everyone, everyone for that matter, will come in and say, real estate, getting into real estate will give you financial freedom. But now I, I challenge people, and I say, hey, is it real estate investing? That gives you freedom or is it you know you're 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 developing your 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 mindset that gives you that freedom so the mindset is definitely is is it's like 80 20 like there's so many scenarios that we can say 80 20 you know what i mean 80 80 percent mindset 20 percent real estate um and that's like with everything so many things that we do it's the mental the mental state is what the 80% is and the 20% is the physical. So yeah, what I was doing before was just investing, right? I didn't really know what I was doing. I read a couple of Robert Kiyosaki books. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I talked to some people who did it and I said to myself, well, let's just, just go ahead and do it. Just, you know what? You said it earlier. What's that one? Ready, fire, aim. That's what I did. And it, it worked out. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any regrets. Um, but now that I'm working on my mindset, I'm seeing how much more I can do in a much shorter period of time. Not that it's a rush, but there is an urgency. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree with that statement that the mindset is, is very important when it comes to investing in real estate. Hand in hand, I think the sky is the limit. Hundred percent, man. I, I I agree. I mean, 
I can talk about mindset and personal growth and growth mindset and go on and on and on for hours. I mean, it's, it's just a passion now of mine and it's, you know, we were talking about this yesterday and it was like this old adage of knowledge is power. No, knowledge isn't power. Knowledge multiplied by action is power. The power arises like from like action, it. right? Because action cures all. Because you could read every single book. You could watch every single real estate video on YouTube and be in the same position you were three months ago until you are now. It, it, it really doesn't make a difference. I mean, <clears throat> you know, Tom Bellew says that if you don't have, if you don't have five-year goals, you're already there, <laughs> right? Right, um, right. And, you know, there's the other side where people say, well, hey, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to practice. Practice doesn't make perfect in anything. Practice, you, you look at, I mean, look at Michael Jordan. I mean, practice doesn't make perfect. For him, it was always practice makes progress. Mm. I tell the kids something very similar. Practice makes better. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, progress is, and that's the thing. And as we go on this journey, I mean, I think we can all be guilty of this. And as as we're tapping into something that really is passionate for us, and it's like we're looking for that. Hey, give us that. Give us that. Uh, that information. Give me the tools. Give me the tools. Give me the tools. You already have a tool, and it's in between your ears. We just need to sharpen it. Right. Right. So hundred percent. So we were talking before about the seven, two moment, right? So of course I go by the seven, two real estate investor. Um, we'd like to share a seven, two moment for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought about this cause I figured you were going to ask this question and listening to your show in the past, I thought to myself, I was like, I don't really have a 7-2 moment. I said, yeah, but I said there's got to be something. Let me pay some closer attention to my, to my, my past. And mm -hmm. before I came to Alberta, I was working in the world of lending as like a mortgage specialist, right? Um, for, for a lender, for a bank. And I felt like it was, you know, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I, I love what I was doing, but I just wasn't able to make the type of return on my time, like the income that I felt like I needed to make at that stage in my life. But it was a great stepping stone, great opportunities, lots of learning, lots of developing. And I realized for a few years while I was working in that industry that there were other opportunities. I had some friends who came to Northern Alberta. They were, you know, doing really big things, taking some risk, just living life, stepping out of the comfort zone and, you know, taking advantage. And I, I couldn't figure out like, how to make that move, how to make that transition. But in my mind, it was always there, something that I wanted to do one day. And there was an unfortunate sequence of events that happened. Um, a friend of mine, uh, came from a very affluent family, you know, very nice guy, humble, not into gang banging, not, no criminal record, nothing. One night, um, he was downtown with another friend, downtown Toronto, and I still didn't even know that what happened or why it happened, but he got killed. He got shot. 
he got shot to death. And he was probably in his, I can't remember exactly, but I'd say like 21, 22 years old. And I remember going to his funeral and I had this moment, like I was listening to speeches and I was looking around and seeing everybody there. And I thought to myself, I'm like, life is so precious, man. Life is so precious. Why, why don't I take advantage of living life and doing something that I want to do? Because you never know. Not that I thought I was going to get shot, but it could be anything. You don't know when it's your time. So right after that funeral, I went back to work and I asked my director at the time, I said, you know, I think I like to take a leave of absence. And this was in my, in my mind, it was to go to Alberta and check things out and see if there's any opportunities for me. So I took a, I took a, a week off and I went to Alberta. This is sorry, before the leave of absence. So I took a week holiday vacation. I went to Alberta made some connections, realized the opportunity, came back to work, asked for a leave of absence because I wanted to try it out, didn't want to burn the bridge. Mm-hmm. And she said, no. She said, you've been here long enough. You know, because I, I said, you know, can I have a leave of absence? I don't, I don't know. I want to figure out if this is the right path for me, mm-hmm. right? This what, what I'm doing right now as a mortgage specialist. I want to figure out if this is the right path. She said, you've been here long enough. You know whether this is something for you or not. I, I was like, wow, okay, well. Thank you very much. And I shook her hand and I resigned right there on the spot. And I didn't have a job to go to. I didn't have, you know, any guaranteed, but I knew I could make it happen. And again, I didn't have a family at that time. I was still just on my own. So I went to Alberta. I took me a couple weeks, but I found a job. And looking back, so I started that job within three months, the department that I worked for, excuse me, ended up shutting down. So this was early 2008 when the whole housing crisis took place. So I looked back and I was like, man, how did I know that this was, (laughs) I think, again, the universe, like I can never say F the universe, right? Because the universe is, 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 is awesome. Or, you know, like, so that was one of those moments that I think if, if, if my friend, never, if I didn't have to go to that funeral, I don't know what it would have took for me to realize that how precious my life is and how precious the opportunities are and to take them when they're, when they're there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I lost a friend of mine, um, three weeks ago now, 43 years old, massive heart attack. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And a massive heart attack. Uh, daily grind and again on the blue pill right and just on that that was that was the the life that was chosen and you know I was talking to Zara my partner and in a very similar tone to what you're talking about with your friend and Zara said you know a lot of times we get these things that happen in our life and it's like his my friend's purpose um, he lived his purpose, right? Because right. if if the message to you, from your friend and it, as horrible as it was, and it passed it off to you, if it wasn't for attending that funeral, where would Callie be? Yeah, I, I have no idea. 
right? Uh, same thing, <laughs> yeah. like, I, you know, and if it wasn't for, you know, you know, uh, that because, you know, because of COVID, I we, we can't go to the funeral. So they had did a, 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 a live stream on YouTube of his funeral, which is the most right. eeriest thing. And I'm watching this and I'm looking at my friend's face and and think myself, that could be me. That could be me. That could be me. That could be me. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, and this is why we're doing what we're doing. I mean, people will think, a lot of people are going to think we're crazy. A lot of people are going to say, hey, shut her down. It's like, fuck you. Right? You got to live your life. You got to live your life, man. I, you know, it's, um, it's like you, you, have, you have these choices, right? You can either live in a life you are right now and be unhappy and it's going to be a struggle. Or you can live in a life you want to be in, but it's going to be a struggle. Because it's still a struggle. Just choose which one is which, which one's better for you. Do you, want, do you put in the hard work now for the easy life later? Or do you put in the easy work now for the hard life later? Right. Exactly. 100%. And I, 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 I like the, the first one, you know, work hard, work hard, or was that, uh, uh, oh, how does that one go? I, I'm having a, a moment. But anyway, I, I like the first one that you said, work hard now so you can have it easy later, 100%. Sure. 100%. But enjoy it. But enjoy it. That's, that's the, the thing is that I find quite often, and I'm, I, don't, I don't excuse myself from this because I have to self-talk to myself when, when I, whenever I go through this, is that, Sometimes we get so caught up in in the moment, which is cool, but what we're doing in that moment may not offer the the happiness that we tell ourselves we're doing it for. You understand what I'm saying? Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I mean, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's um, great book, Relentless. Tim Grover, one of my favorites. Talk about the cleaners. And yeah, it's like the, the, you know, these, the cleaners are the, the epitome, right? I mean, they get the, they win this championship. It's like, okay, see you at practice tomorrow. They, right. they, it's, it's, and now that's going to be whether it's how someone's hardwired or whatever, but you still need to take that moment just to say, okay, I did it. Now, some people are going to go and have a freaking parade and go crazy and saying, hey, bottles of crystal and that kind of stuff. And there's going to be others saying, hey, look in the mirror, tell themselves, I did it. Let's go back. Let's get back to work. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't end. Right. It's like, you know, you hear all these things or there's that show they used to have of all these millionaires, right. Or millionaires from the lottery and okay. They did it. They, they had the million dollars. They had millions of dollars, but then they lost it like within a year or however long the average, I don't know what it is, but they lost it. And that's because they just accepted what they had and they didn't elevate themselves have a millionaire mindset right so it's it's totally like what you're saying makes total sense and it's it's the reality for a lot of us so that's why i think you and i can both see the value and a lot of the people that you know we're associating with can see the value in the self-development mm -hmm. um so we can keep what we make so what we earn right absolutely so and, and you gotta wonder right like you got to wonder, and again, this is just throwing it out there. These same individuals that, you know, they won a lottery and lost everything. If they were entrepreneurs and they had earned a million dollars beforehand and they knew the, what was required, the grit, would they be claiming bankruptcy a year later than that? 
most likely than not because right. they understand the value not the value of money but the value of grit and grit is essentially what is it passion uh with with perseverance over time right right you know um let me ask you a, a question who's your hero I think my grandfather my late my late grandfather okay. he's my hero yeah cool can you, can you share why um he was somebody who from what i know of him like i i i, I knew him he he was alive when i you know throughout my life but a lot of what i know of him are stories from other relatives because i was too young to really understand but i was old enough to see the examples that he that he that he led with right um he was someone who family first someone who knew how to persevere you know he came to uh ontario from montreal family of 10 i believe and he had some adversity through some of the jobs that he had it was a time where there was a lot of racial tension so he decided that he'd have to do something on his own so he looked for opportunities he thought of creative ways to 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 make something happen to make something to build something for his family he went to you know he fought in the in, in the second world war he 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 uh he did all these great things but the story that i know is that he got on a bike and he started a scrap metal business on a bicycle and turned it into like uh over the years i don't know dollar amounts but i mean he was able to raise a healthy family of six my grandmother never had to you know go and work a second job she was able to stay at home with the kids help out with the business um so he taught me and a lot of my family that you work hard you don't let other people dictate the outcome of your uh, of your journey right you respect people you help people he was always helping helping it was like open door everyone could you know come to the house he would make them feel like they were part of the family you know if i brought a friend over it was like my friend wanted to keep coming back right they mm -hmm. wanted to spend all their time there because he was mm -hmm. so without going too much into it but i mean he 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 is my hero i mean that's somebody that i would love to be remembered the same way you know there was standing room only at his funeral people okay. from all walks of life you know he passed away in his his late 70s early 80s i feel bad for not remembering the actual age but it's it's just the mark that he left the legacy that he left was something to be very proud of to have that person as your grandfather someone to look up to the way you treated my grandmother you know yeah well you're the legacy right here i'm i'm, I'm I, you know you're what? part of his legacy you're part of his yeah, legacy exactly yeah you're part of his yeah. legacy right i mean that's that's the thing right i mean and that's that's what i love about when i hear this is the the, the true heroes are the underdogs and you know and the underdogs and what they do is there's four the four g's right and i can't remember which book i read this in the four g's which is number one is growth then there's grit then there's gratitude and there's giving mm. 
Right. And it sounds, it, it, it definitely appears your grandfather did, those are his four pillars right there. 100%, man. I mean, sometimes, like I've, pretty cool thing, you know, I've never been into ghosts and all this stuff and I, I don't, I, but I've had dreams. And anytime there's a dream where he's in it, I wake up feeling so good, you know, like, it's like, wow, it's, can't, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just a dream. Maybe it's more than a dream, but whatever it is, I just, I just accept it and I, I, I embrace it. And usually I have a pretty good day when that happens. You know, I start out nice. So you should, you should ask yourself this. I'm reading this uh, awesome book right now. And it actually talked about that, which is really, again, not a coincidence. I mean, these are things that are happening here and it talks about that is, which is if you could pinpoint when you had those dreams of your grandfather's, what were you thinking last before you fell asleep? Mm, I'll try to focus on that next time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's even like, you know, if you're practicing gratitude, which is something that I don't do and I, I have to do it. In fact, I just ordered a gratitude journal yesterday because I thought, again, as I went through my journey, all the stuff I'm talking about, I thought was all a bunch of, you know, horseshit. And now I'm like practicing and I'm seeing what's happening. The one key element I didn't add to it, which was the gratitude component. But I'm finding that probably a trigger mechanism of what's happening with my panic attack. So why not? Why not? Right. right. But this book I'm reading, and it's it's I think it's called The Power of the Subconscious Mind by Dr. Murphy, and it talks about oh, you're that. reading a lot of books, Mark. I'm <laughs> reading a lot of books, man. <laughs> That's awesome, I'm, man. Yeah. I'll touch on that after. Yeah, 90 percent mindset, man. Ten percent awesome. is the business, man. Awesome. Um, awesome. And. Um, and uh, so you talk about that. They talk about like when you practice gratitude and those dreams that people were having after, like there's actually research on this. Right. Yeah. So okay. pretty fascinating I'll, stuff. I'll, yeah. I'll pay attention next time. Like it doesn't happen often. Like, yeah. maybe like a handful of times and sure. you passed away more than 10 years ago. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, it's always cool. You know, when I don't know if you, I'd love to be able to control my dreams. Right. But uh, that, whenever that happens, it's always a really nice, special moment. My friend, you're already controlling your dreams by leading, living life on your own terms, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. I was just thinking maybe I could do it like all the, even when I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? Even when I'm sleeping, I'm, 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 I'm living the dream, right? Right. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Think a little bit of Marilyn Monroe. I better not say that. Zara's going to listen to this. I'm going to get in shit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, you know, those that have been patiently waiting and saying, okay, let's get to the real estate stuff. So we just have to talk about, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and for those of you that are avid listeners and amazing supporters, you know, you guys know that this is really about the, the mindset, but so how does one working all the way in Alberta, Northern Alberta for that matter, able to not only own 17 doors, but to manage those properties and then coming back because i'm not sure are you what one week on or two weeks on two weeks off but then within that week yeah. yeah you have that that window of time and then you have to catch up with your family you got a young family but then you got your your portfolio like how does how do you manage that i don't know i don't know <laughs> no it's tough it's tough i mean most importantly, like I, I, I have to really recognize that it's a team effort, you know. Um, my wife, 
is not into real estate. She's not, this is, it's my passion, mm -hmm. but she supports me. So that's just as like she was in it. You know what I mean? It's, mm -hmm. it's just as valuable. So I, 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 um, I give credit to her because it's, it's a team effort. Now, as far as how I manage it, it's, it's, again, it's a team effort. So I, some of these, uh, Income properties are, are joint ventures, so there's partners involved yeah. who who help with that, or property managers who have who who we've hired to manage that. Mm -hmm. uh, when I first started out, it was just condominium townhouses I was buying because they were, in my opinion, easier to manage. Right? I didn't have to worry about cutting the grass. I didn't have to worry about all this exterior stuff. So I just bought condominium townhouses, and that was pretty easy. What I started doing though is whenever there was an issue, I would get on, or I still do, I'll get on WhatsApp with the tenant. I'll ask them to send me a photo, a short video, and I'll walk them through it. I'll go on YouTube, find little YouTube clips, how to, how to repair, you know, a leaky toilet or whatever it is, right? And in order to be able to do that, I think it works because I've, I've been able to keep a good rapport and relationship with the tenants. I mean, a lot of people frown upon having that one-to-one -one with the tenants, but for me, it's worked so far. Mm -hmm. Knock on wood, I've never had anybody not pay rent. I've never had to go to the tribunal board. Um, it's coming though. I know it, it'll, it'll happen. It's like we were talking about earlier. It's one of these things I'm expecting. It's gonna happen one day eventually, right? But up until now, you know, I've been fortunate enough to not have to do that. I've, I've really taken what I've learned from the banking world as far as the screening process to borrow $1,000 is the same as it is to borrow hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I use that process when I'm screening the tenants. I love that. I, I, you know, I, I take it very seriously. So I'll, I'll turn down people who may seem like they're really good, but don't have what I need as far as the application process goes, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, that has really helped. So I have tenants that are low maintenance tenants, right? Mm -hmm. Again, WhatsApp, low maintenance tenants, screening process, that's really helped. That's helped out tremendously. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Zara's sticking her tongue at me from the window. <laughs> We're filming. <laughs> It's like you might have, you might be busy. Uh, anyway. oh, it's all good. I don't unscript anything. <laughs> it's unscripted. I don't edit. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Yeah. So um, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, and so, I mean, any, any tips that you can share with any of the viewers or listeners on how to um, remotely manage Remotely, not only manage, I think, okay, let's, let's be honest here. If we, if those listening stories, like, okay, forget about the managing. I just want to get rich. How does this man buy properties living in Alberta and Ontario? How do you do that, first of all? Well, power of leverage. The power of leverage is, is, is the number one answer. Right. So I started out, you know, I bought one property with 5% down when I could buy it with 5% down. Right. And within a year, there was some equity. I took the equity out and I started doing more. So I guess your question is like for the first time buyer or it's more specifically for people who are doing it, but want to, want to do more. 
Well, I think, well, I think, I think what happens is like, for example, there's this, we, we create these own walls in our head saying, Hey, I live in Ontario. I can't buy nothing in Vancouver. Uh, I can't buy nothing in Northern Alberta. Like, so you're, you're remote. Yes. Like how, how are you, like, do you, do you rely on your realtors? Do you have a, a team that sends you deals? Like how, how do you, yeah, how do you so do successfully? That's a great question. In 2020, has been major development for me. Like it's been a development. So I'm selling some of the properties that I purchased originally because I'm realizing that they're not the best suited properties for my, for, for where I want to be. So for my, for, you know, for, for my vision, mm-hmm. where I want to be, the places that I bought got to me, got me to where I am now, mm-hmm. but now I'm restructuring, mm-hmm. right? Because now I have help and I understand. So what I have is the, I think what people need is the ability to act, right? We spoke about this earlier, but the ability to act is what will get you there. You're going to make mistakes. You might lose a little, but you're going to gain more in the experience, right? I never went to post-secondary, you know, and go to college or university, but I learned a lot along the way. And I spent a lot of money to learn from my mistakes and from other people's mistakes. So that's my education. So my advice would be anybody looking to get into, you know, into real estate, like I'm, I'm still a student, man. So I'm saying it with the most humble approach. Okay. Is reach out to me, (laughs) reach out to Mark, reach out to someone, you know, everybody knows somebody who's doing it, whether they know them personally or whether they know them on social media, show them, your willingness to act. I've heard you say it before and I love it. Don't be an asshole. A-S-K hole. I've been guilty for that. If I know that somebody really wants to do something and they're willing to take the action steps that I say to try, I'll help them because I see that they're they're taking that, that, they're making that effort. So I think the most important thing is just be ready to act, have that honest conversation with yourself, look yourself in the mirror, whatever it takes. And don't, don't fake it. Don't pretend. Don't say it just because it sounds like it's the right mm-hmm. thing to say. If you really want to do it, you're going to do it. Yeah. Right. And there's people like myself, you're, you, there's thousands of people out there who want to help and who want to grow with others who show that ambition, show that desire. Because mm-hmm. we had that too. Someone did it for us. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to give back. It's a circle, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's my best advice is reach out to somebody who's doing it and be prepared to act. Be prepared to take action. Love if you're it. not prepared to take action, if you're not prepared to take action, talk yourself into taking action. <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I love it. You know, and, it, and the funny thing is when I ask that question, I, I know the answer and not being, and I say that most humility is because ask someone. That's all you got to do. People are looking for like they're getting their notepads ready, and they're like, hey, "How's how how's Cali doing this? How's Cali?" And you're simply saying, "Ask someone that's doing it." That's all you got to do. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just yeah. ask them for help. Yeah. But show yeah. them that you're willing to take some steps too. Sure. Right. Say, "Hey, I want some help," but I, like you know, if someone came to me and said, "I have," I, let's say they don't have any money. Wholesaling is a popular thing, right? <laughs> so if they had no money, I would say, "Okay." You know, I know some wholesalers that you could talk to. Mm-hmm. 
or there's this program that you could be a part of that will teach you how to raise capital or how to make money without a lot of money. Someone who has money who wants to get into it, I would say, okay, either, you know, there's a lot of investors out there who are looking for people like yourself who to invest with them. And by doing that, you're, you're being part of the process. So you're learning, you're learning, you know, like I did that myself. This one of these projects I have downtown Toronto partner I'm working with very successful, has a lot of these types of uh, projects on the go. And I asked him, I said, Hey man, I said, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm, I want to, I want to grow. I see what you're doing. You know, what do I need to do? He's like, Hey man, you want to get involved in a deal with me? I said, what, what does it take? So he told me what it took. So we did it. We did the deal. So now I'm forced to be around him. Yeah. And every time I'm around him, I, I, I get these, like these, these gems just from osmosis, you know, Absolutely. because he's, he's doing it. Right. So just yeah. showing up being there, you know what I mean? So it's, you got to do it. You got to mm -hmm. do it. Talk yourself into not out, out of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think what it is, is you know, we say, you know, and people have that thing where they can talk themselves into it or talk themselves out. I think the thing is they already want to do it, but they, they, they're so, it's so easy to talk themselves out of it. Right. It's so easy to, right. Yeah. Um, you know, the other day, so I was speaking to someone and, you know, we're having a one-on-one -on -one call and they're like, you know, again, the concern about reaching out and talking to people. And as they're saying this to me, I said, fuck you, you're a motherfucker. You fucking suck. You fu and, it, and it's just dead silence in your line. I said, that's the worst you're going to hear. Now you've heard it. Let's move on. Right. And it won't even be close. You're not even going to hear that. Let's just move on. Like we, we create the own stories in our head. Like I'm just looking for these notes I have here. Um, and it's like this, Oh, where is it? Um, oh, where is it? It's called got some notes. Oh, it's, it's, um, cognitive behavior. Um, so essentially what happens is, is we get this, um, this distortion that we create for ourselves. So it's by, it's my making an assumption before it actually, and that assumption we make into a reality, but yet we haven't done anything. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it distorts everything. So it's about getting your mind right. Um, again, it goes back to the whole mindset. Right. I, I went through this. I went through yeah. this, Mark. We all do. It's, 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 like, it's a natural tendency. When you asked me to come on the call to do this podcast, yeah. I started saying to myself, or maybe even to you, I'm at camp. I'm, I, you know, this is my first, like, you know, my, my, my social media kind of, uh, uh, breakthrough, breakthrough, right. You know, I, I don't even have a, a, a setup, uh, Instagram account. They're going to see my camp room. This is not the image that I want to portray, mm -hmm. but this is the reality, man. This is real. Like, what is it to lose? Right. I mean, we all have, we're all human. Mm -hmm. We're all, we're all just trying to make it, you know, we're, we're all doing absolutely people don't like the the color of your hoodie they can go fuck themselves they can get off right that's now right. it doesn't matter right like that's that's just the way it is right 100 yeah so we have to and that's and again it goes back to practice makes progress or practice makes better and the more we do these type of things i mean you know now we've 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 had that breakthrough for you right oh thanks man i appreciate i appreciate you putting me in that awkward position 
because it's again it's growth. Like, mm-hmm. growth. So, you, you can't grow. You can't grow if you're if you're too comfortable. That's no it. fucking way. No yeah. fucking way. Um, I know we've taken a lot of your time here, but um, one of the final questions I'd like to ask, um, which is the tombstone question. And the tombstone question is the question I asked all my guests, and it was asked to me in my early 20s, which is, you know, the day we meet the maker, we're not going to be able to decide what's written on our tombstone. Other people will put something on that tombstone. What will be written on your tombstone? What I would like to be written on my tombstone, it's not glamorous. It's very simple. Callie had great intentions. Ben, love it. That's it. Less is more, man. I love it. Great intentions. Yeah. Absolutely. Intention is a, is a very unique word because when I first heard the word intentions from a lot of the people I look up to, my coaches, my mentors, and it was all about hey, what are the intentions? What are the intentions? What are the intentions? And again, my scarcity mindset was intentions. Oh. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me is the way I, I registered as intention. Like when they said, what's your intention? It's like, and I've, I've grown to realize it's not about that. It's intention, it can be anything. It's what's my intent, what, why, why do I want to serve? Why, what do I, you know? And there's more of a positive spin to it versus, hey, what is it for me? In a negative connotation. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, intentions, you know, when I think of intentions, I think of the the intent to do well. You know, it may not come across as as like it's how it's perceived, right? So mm-hmm. I can't control how it's perceived, but I can control how it's projected, right? But when you have intention, that's where you get the fulfillment from. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because if you have that intention, so the intention was is to come on a podcast. And get uncomfortable so that was your intention but you fulfilled that so you filled that intention right, right. for sure for sure no I, I i i agree the intent the intent to help the intent to do well the intent to be a good person mm-hmm. right. well you're you're an amazing human being man thanks a lot mark you too you too <laughs> thanks brother um how can people find you Callie? Where can people find you? Instagram. I recently set up an Instagram account. Uh, Grow with Cali is the handle. Or you can email me at growwithcali at gmail.com. Awesome. I'll make sure I put this in the show notes too. So, Thanks. Thanks a lot. That'd be awesome. Cali, this was just awesome, man. I just love it. Uh, yeah, man. You, you, Like I said, man, you're my sunshine, man. And you're the sunshine to the world, man. So, and you bring you bring a lot. Um, I'm very blessed to have you in my life, and I just can't wait to continue fostering our relationship. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. We'll we'll definitely keep in touch. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for putting me in this awkward position, forcing me to step out of my comfort zone, and 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 uh, you know, standing true to what I say I want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I say I want to be uncomfortable. Well, you may be uncomfortable, and I'm very comfortable now. Oh, you're a rock star, man. You look very comfortable to me. <laughs> All right. Cool. Awesome, brother. You take care, man. Cheers. Cheers.